Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Boer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's going on, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. Recording podcasts looks a lot different these days. I have to strategically plan out my day so that the baby is sleeping and I have some time to record and share with you. As I mentioned in my last episode, we're doing a little bit of a pregnancy series. So if this is not interesting to you, don't worry. We will be back to our regularly scheduled programming in a short amount of time. Today, we are going to be talking about sort of a pregnancy mental health recap slash how my mental health has been postpartum. I find that this is something that people don't really talk that openly about when it comes to postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, and all of the things that can also come with pregnancy that people don't realize. You can have depression or anxiety during your pregnancy as well, which I definitely experienced. So I wanted to give a little recap and talk about that experience because you know I like to keep it real with y'all. And I'll start by saying I'm so glad that I've done so much mindset work leading up to my pregnancy. But it wasn't until my pregnancy that everything kind of shifted, my whole life personally shifted. I had a huge identity shift, which we're going to talk about in this episode. And I actually started seeing my own therapist regularly, pretty much every week, starting in my second trimester until the time I gave birth. If you are struggling, there is nothing wrong with seeking help. In fact, it's very strong to seek help from an outside perspective because just having someone to be able to talk through your feelings and emotions with, who can help you discover where they're coming from, who can help you discover how to make a plan of action to navigate those and move forward through those, that is the biggest and greatest gift you can give yourself. It's one thing to listen to podcasts and read books about this stuff, but there's nothing that compares to actually talking to somebody who can sit down and just listen to your reality life experiences. Brene Brown says all the time, guilt and shame cannot exist when you speak them aloud. Part of me recovering from binge eating and overeating and feeling so guilty and shameful and like it was this huge secret that I was keeping from my family and friends years ago was telling one of my friends that it was happening. All of a sudden, it felt like this elephant was lifted off my chest. I didn't feel as anxious anymore. That was step one. So of course, it took me a while in the recovery process and navigating what life would look like, but it's asking for help. You know how they say lacing up your shoes is the hardest part of a workout? When it comes to mental health, asking for help is usually the hardest part. And of course, it can be difficult to relive traumatic experiences and all that, which is why it's so helpful to seek the help of a professional if you need it. A lot of therapists are doing online consultations now. That's one good thing that's come out of this whole experience. I've seen in different countries, such as Canada, they're doing telehealth calls for free. I'm not sure if it's the same in America at this point. You can look up through your insurance if there's anything that you can get done for free. I've heard of a bunch of podcasts being sponsored by BetterHelp. This podcast is not sponsored by BetterHelp, but if they are listening to this and want to sponsor me, holla at your girl because I would be happy to support a cause like that. But moral of the story, this podcast episode is just to share my experiences as always to hopefully help you feel less alone. 
and to give you some tips and tools and things that I've done and continue to do to keep myself in a positive, optimistic mindset on a daily and weekly basis. So the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that it's okay to have different emotions and different emotions can coexist. You can feel anxious and also excited at the same time. They are two sides of the same coin. If you've ever lost someone and you're grieving the loss of a person or a job or a situation or a relationship or even a past version of your body, you hopefully understand that grief and joy can even coexist. They should coexist. Otherwise, if you just have the grief and you don't intersperse moments of joy, you will be overwhelmed by the grief and it will be much harder for you to get out of. So it's looking for those pockets of joy because you can still find them even when you're grieving. This has been super helpful for me as a new mom and even during my pregnancy because while I was super excited to find out I was pregnant, I was also terrified. And while I was super nervous to give birth and I ended up having a crazy traumatic birth experience, I was still so grateful to have my son. Understanding that emotions can coexist really helped me navigate my mental health with more understanding and more compassion because then it didn't feel like one or the other. Then if I said I have anxiety or I feel depressed, it wasn't like that was it. That was my doom and my destiny. I can only feel anxious and depressed. It's like, no, I feel a little anxious today and I can look for joy in small things. I can feel anxious and I can still go for a walk and that brings me joy. I can work out. I can eat a healthy meal. I can meditate. I can take a nap. I can do things that I know are going to support the joyful side of me. And sometimes that helps alleviate the anxiety. Sometimes it brings it from a 10 to an 8. But I make it a priority to make sure, A, I understand that emotions coexist and I remind myself of that frequently. And also I'm taking those baby steps to bring about the positive emotion and look for it. Especially when you're anxious and depressed, if you don't look for the good, you're not going to find it. Your brain is trained to seek whatever it's used to seeking. So if your brain is in this pattern of seeking things and experiences and situations and people that make you feel anxious and depressed, that is naturally what you're going to gravitate towards. So it's going to feel very hard to find the good in the beginning, or at least it was for me, but that's what you got to do. You got to make an effort. You got to put a reminder in your phone that says, hey, smile about something. What's one thing you're grateful for? Or make a practice and a ritual of having a gratitude routine. I find that even just sitting there with my baby, and you can do this with a pet, you can do this just with yourself, is sitting there grounding yourself and using all of your senses. Okay, what do I see right now? And then just observing what I see around me. What do I smell? What can I touch? I mean, taste is kind of random. Sometimes you can taste your nasty coffee breath. (laughs) But you get the idea. It's just using all of your senses, really tuning in. And I find that that makes you present. I have found that the depression comes from overanalyzing the past and the anxiety comes from projecting into the future and worrying about the future, worrying about things I can't control. So really to find the neutrality and really to find that joy, it's coming back to the present moment and grounding yourself there. The second thing I want to talk about is the identity crisis I had when I found out I was pregnant because I don't think, again, people talk about this enough. I love my work. I love coaching clients. I love recording my podcast. I love writing. I wrote a book when I was pregnant. Shout out, available for pre-order. Go to juliebuer.com slash book to pre-order. I'm so excited about that. But I just love what I do. I loved being fit and working out. I felt like I was really getting strong again. And I felt like that was going to change. And I was kind of skeptical about the changes that I was going to experience in my body. Would I still be able to work out throughout my pregnancy? I knew my workouts were going to change and that was my stress relief. So I got a little bit worried and anxious about that. 
And then when it comes to work, I actually found out that I was pregnant at my retreat in Florida. I think I talked about that in my pregnancy Q&A with Mark, if you want to go back and listen to that one. But I was on my retreat. This was the culmination of my career so far. I hosted a retreat in Florida. I had girls that are in my year-long coaching program fly down to Florida. We got an Airbnb. We did a goal setting and planning and just hanging out weekend. And that was exactly what I had on my vision board, on my bucket list, in my manifestation jar. If you followed me for long enough, you know I love my manifestation jar. That was it for me. Now it's writing a book. That's been one of my goals too. But having and bringing people together that I created a community of these wonderful, empowered, strong, confident women who are all working to achieve similar goals and make themselves better, to have all of those people from around the U.S. come together and spend the weekend together and have them tell me that it was a life-changing experience and that they've never met other girls that didn't just talk crap about each other, that it was so nice to be surrounded by other women who were there to lift each other up, to share positive experiences, to talk about the dark stuff, and to not be judged for any of it. I truly felt during that weekend that I was in my element, that I was where I needed to be, that this is the path that I am meant to be taking in my life. So when I was on my retreat, we all decided we were going to get tattoos together, which if that's not the most girl going to a women's empowerment retreat thing to do, I don't know what is. But I just had this internal feeling because Mark and I were trying to get pregnant. I was like, I feel like I should just run to Walgreens, see if I'm pregnant, take the test just so I can get this tattoo in good faith. And lo and behold, your girl was pregnant. So I found out on the retreat and my immediate thought was, oh shit. Because even though we were trying, even though it was something that I saw myself doing, being a mother, having a family, it was this, oh my God, here I am in the bathroom at Walgreens hosting my first ever retreat. I felt like my career had hit an all-time high in terms of alignment with what I was doing. I had just signed a book deal. And then all of a sudden, I have this life-changing thing that comes up. So it was ironic. Not really. I don't believe that anything is ironic. I don't believe in coincidences. But we'll just call it ironic that I found out on my retreat because that was literally a life-defining identity shift for me. And the reason I had that oh shit feeling, even though this is something I wanted, was because I was looking at my life with an or versus an and perspective. And let me explain what that means. A lot of times we have this all or nothing perspective. I can either be a great mom or I can have a career. I can either make a lot of money or I can do what I love. I can either have a great relationship with my spouse and only hang out with them or be single and only hang out with my friends. I have to choose between extreme dieting for the rest of my life or the other end of the spectrum, which is intuitive eating. What we failed to understand, or at least what I failed to understand for a long time until I got pregnant and started really thinking about this, was adopting this and mentality. Adopting this mentality that I can have it all and I will have it all, it just takes a perspective shift and some intentionality and goal setting, which y'all know I love. Y'all know I love to set me some goals, okay? When I started choosing the and versus or perspective, I started viewing my life in the way it doesn't have to be one or the other. I don't have to either be a mom or have a career. I can have both. I can be an amazing mom and I can make a career doing what I love. I can feel fulfilled in my relationship and I can have meaningful relationships with my friends. So you see how this kind of ties into the emotions coexisting. You can have grief and joy, anxiety and excitement. When you choose that and perspective, you are opening yourself up to the opportunity that you can have multiple things going on at once. 
and that's all okay. When I had the or mentality, it was very much black and white thinking. I was struggling with that identity shift. I was like, oh my God, oh shit. Am I going to have to give up my career? Am I going to have to give up everything I love? I'm never going to have self-care time again. I'm never going to be able to work out. Can I work and be a mom? I was focusing on all that I was losing potentially as opposed to all I could potentially gain. And isn't that the game of life? Our brains are hardwired to focus on the things that we can lose, the things that could go wrong, the things that are bad, when really all it takes is a perspective shift and again, actively choosing to look for the good. I know I reference this in every single podcast pretty much, but that change your story episode I have is life-changing if you need help changing your perspective about this. So go listen to that. I'm not going to go into it because I could talk about it for hours. And sort of in alignment with this, which brings me into point number three, is that I was kind of influenced by other people's opinions about making motherhood seem like it was the worst thing ever. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I was reading a bunch of blogs about mothers. I had seen or heard people share their experiences of motherhood. People were saying things to me like, oh, good luck. You're never going to sleep again. Or good luck. Your body's never going to be the same. Or good luck. You're never going to be intimate with your partner again. I was being so influenced by that that I was like, actually a little bit scared to become a mom, to get pregnant. And then when I was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, is this what I actually wanted to do? It sounds like it's going to be awful. I'm never going to sleep. I'm going to hate Mark. I'm never going to be able to shower. My coffee is always going to be cold. And while some of those things are true, yeah, sleep is hard to come by in the beginning, of course. Half the time I drink my coffee, it's lukewarm or freezing cold. You do get agitated by your partner because you both are running on lack of sleep. And that's all part of the process that you can choose to accept and you can choose to look for the positive. I can honestly tell you I look forward to waking up in the middle of the night to see my son. I know that sounds crazy, but that was an intentional shift I made. I said, okay, this sucks <laughs> waking up so many times during the night to feed him. I'm lacking sleep, but how can I view this in a more positive way? Oh, it's another opportunity to bond with this little guy that I created. That's pretty freaking cool. Or being intentional about creating time for just Mark and I, checking in with each other, putting each other first still, as opposed to looking at all the things that he does or doesn't do that annoy me. So if you felt the same way, if you've had people scare you into telling you that it's going to be the worst experience ever, it's not. Is it hard? Absolutely. But the best things in life are challenging, are they not? Tell me one time that you've gone to the gym, crushed it in a workout, pushed yourself past your limits, did something you didn't think you were capable of, and didn't walk away feeling better for it. Never. Being a parent is the same thing. It's the most challenging experience of your life, but it's also very rewarding. You learn who you are when you are depleted, <laughs> completely run down. Am I still a good person when I'm lacking sleep, when I haven't had coffee, or am I snapping at people? And it's gotten a little bit better every week, so please don't let people scare you into thinking it's this terrible thing. Yes, it's challenging, but you choose to define it how you want to define it. Again, you can choose to look for reasons to find joy even in the hardest moments. Even when your baby is crying, which is the most frustrating thing sometimes because they can't tell you why they're crying, but just knowing that it's not going to last forever. They can't cry forever. And think about the fact that you are their greatest source of comfort and joy in the beginning of their life. So how can you be that comfort and joy for them? Imagine you had somebody to hold you close to them every single time you were crying or felt stressed out or tired or hungry or whatever. We would probably all be much happier humans, let's be real. And you're that person for somebody. How cool is that? 
doesn't seem that cool in the moment, but if you keep that perspective, it does make it a couple percentage points better. And then my last point, when quarantine happened, I pretty much spent my whole pregnancy social distancing, meaning I wasn't seeing friends, my gym was closed, I didn't see my family because they're in Florida and the border shut down, and I felt more isolated than I ever have in my life. And this is when I started going to see my own therapist very regularly on Zoom. It honestly felt like such an amazing time to go, and I really believe that everything happens for a reason, and the timing of it was just wild because I learned so much about myself through this therapist, through reviewing my own childhood experiences that I feel truly prepared me to become a better mother and truly prepared me for motherhood in a way that reminded me that it's okay to take care of myself. That in order to be a better mom for my son, I have to take care of myself mentally and physically. I have to eat good food. I have to prioritize my mental health. I have to try to sleep as much as I can, even if that means taking two short little naps during the day or even just laying there and closing my eyes. These things are not selfish. In fact, I am like 10% of the person that I potentially could be if I do not take care of myself. So therapy helped me to realize that it's okay to take care of myself. And it helped me to realize that we all have that inner child still within all of us that is similar to our own children. They just want to be seen and loved and accepted and cared for. So when we snap at our partners or we lash out at a friend or we get short-tempered, a lot of the times it's bringing up old experiences that we haven't actually worked through. So being able to take quarantine and take that isolation and turn it into something positive by working through all that shit. And of course, the work is never done. You always have stuff to work through. But it was an awesome some time for me to go inward because I was so isolated from everybody. So I couldn't run from it anymore. And I think that's why the quarantine has brought up a lot of anxiety and depression for a lot of people because you can't run away from your shit anymore. And that was the same for me. My life pretty much exploded during my pregnancy in ways beyond imagination. I went through so many difficult personal experiences with my family and all of that during my pregnancy that I obviously did not anticipate. So to have the help of a therapist to work through that just help me to come into motherhood that much stronger. Like I mentioned, if you need the help of a therapist, please do not hesitate to reach out to somebody. Even if you reach out to me, I can hopefully help point you in the direction of somebody who can be beneficial to you. I can give you some resources. I'll look up some resources on my own and include them in the show notes. But I just want you to feel like you're not alone because you're not. I know how it feels to be depressed. I know how it feels to be surrounded by so many people who you know love you so much and to feel so alone and to feel like nobody around you loves you, that nobody truly cares. I have been there. I've been to the darkest, (laughs) darkest depths of my soul. And it's crazy that our minds can convince us of this stuff, to convince us that we're all alone, that nobody cares for us. But that's not true. We just have to have the courage to reach out to ask somebody we care for, that we trust, whether it's a mentor, therapist, friend, partner, parent, ask for help. Even just saying, hey, I don't think I'm okay. Will you just be with me? Will you just chat with me? Will you just give me a hug? That can open up the door to such a deeper connection with the people around you. You just have to let them in. So many people want to help you. Maybe they just don't know you need help. That's the case for me. I am very good at putting on a front and making it seem like I have my shit together all the time. But if you listen to my podcast, you know I don't, okay? So it's okay. There's nothing wrong with struggling. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any less of a partner, friend, coworker, career woman, all the roles you play, mother. It doesn't make you any less of anything. It just makes you human. 
I hope you found this episode helpful. I think that's everything I wanted to cover. But if you do have questions, please reach out to me on Instagram at healthnutjulie. I would be so happy to chat with you and potentially refer you to someone else, like a therapist. There are resources available to you. And like I said, this quarantine is a perfect time to go inwards because we are isolated. We are physically alone, but that doesn't mean we need to be alone emotionally as well. There are people that love you. There are people that care for you. I promise. If you're listening till this point, I love you. I'm sending you a huge hug. I'm always in your corner. Please don't hesitate to reach out. I mean that. Sometimes it is easier to reach out to a stranger than it is to reach out to one of your closest friends or family members because you feel like they're going to judge you, but I promise you I'm never going to judge you. So shoot me a message. I will send you a virtual hug and hopefully point you in the direction of getting help or just letting you know you're not alone. I hope you're enjoying this pregnancy and postpartum series. Don't forget, my book is available for pre-order. If you go to juliebuer.com slash book, it has all the links for where you can pre-order. There's Amazon US, Amazon Canada, Barnes & Noble, an international link, and many other places where you can order the book, and then it will come out in spring of 2021. So feel free to order a copy for yourself. Feel free to order a copy for some friends and do a book club together. That would be awesome. It covers the eight-week coaching program that I take people through. So if you've ever thought about working with me, I do usually have a wait list. And if you haven't been able to get in, this would be an awesome place to start. I actually think I might make it required reading for people before they become my client because it will cover all the bases, give you everything you need to know so that when we do work together one-on-one, we can do a deeper dive into you. And if you do want to get on my wait list for coaching, just shoot me an email, julie at juliebuer.com or send me a DM on Instagram at healthnutjulie. I have a wait list for when I do open up my coaching again. Not exactly sure when that's going to be, but if you are interested, just shoot me a message and I can let you know when I open up spots again. I love you so much. I'm rooting for you. You're doing amazing. You're beautiful. You're strong. You're healthy. You're happy. Even if you don't feel like it, you are all those things at your core girlfriend. Believe it. Once you believe it, you're going to see it because I see it in you. I hope you see it in you. Talk to you soon. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.